Hello, this is R.J. Deacon reading the Supreme Court of the United States Opinion Syllabus in National Institute of Family and Life Advocates versus Becerra, Attorney General of California. Certiori to the United States Court of Appeals for the Ninth Circuit. Argued March 20th, 2018. Decided June 26th, 2018. The California Reproductive Freedom Accountability Comprehensive Care and Transparency Act, FACT Act, was enabled to regulate crisis pregnancy centers, pro-life centers that offer pregnancy-related services. The FACT Act requires clinics that primarily serve pregnant women to provide certain notices. Clinics that are licensed must notify women that California provides free or low-cost services, including abortions, and give them a phone number to call. Its stated purpose is to make sure that state residents know their rights and what health care services are available to them. Unlicensed clinics must notify women that California has not licensed the clinics to provide medical services. Its stated purpose is to ensure that pregnant women know when they are receiving health care from licensed professionals. Petitioners, two crisis pregnancy centers, one licensed and one unlicensed, and an organization of crisis pregnancy centers filed suit. They alleged that both the licensed and unlicensed notices abridged the freedom of speech protected by the First Amendment. The district court denied their motion for a preliminary injunction, and the Ninth Circuit affirmed, holding that petitioners could not show a likelihood of success on the merits. The court concluded that the licensed notice served a lower level of scrutiny applicable to regulations of professional speech, and that the unlicensed notice satisfied any level of scrutiny. The Supreme Court held, the licensed notice likely violates the First Amendment. Content-based laws target speech based on its communicative content and are presumptively unconstitutional and may be justified only if the government proves that they are narrowly tailored to serve compelling state interests. See Reed versus Town of Gilbert. The licensed notice is a content-based regulation. By compelling petitioners to speak a particular message, it alters the content of their speech. Riley versus National Federation of Blind of North Carolina, Incorporated. For example, one of the state-sponsored services that the licensed notice requires petitioners to ad advertise is abortion, the very practice that petitioners are devoted to opposing. Although the licensed notice is content-based, the Ninth Circuit did not apply strict scrutiny because it concluded that the notice regulates professional speech, but this court has never recognized professional speech as a separate category of speech subject to different rules. Speech is not unprotected merely because it is uttered by professionals. The court has afforded less protection for professional speech in two circumstances, where a law requires professionals to disclose factual, non-controversial information in their commercial speech. See Zauderer v. Office of Disciplinary Counsel of Supreme Court of Ohio. And where states regulate professional conduct, that incidentally involves speech, Odralek 
versus Ohio State Bar Association. Neither line of precedence is implicated here. Unlike the rule in Souderer, the licensed notice is not limited to purely factual and uncontroversial information about the terms under which services will be available. California's notice requires covered clinics to disclose information about state-sponsored services, including abortion, hardly an uncontroversial topic. Accordingly, Zouderer has no application here. Nor is the licensed notice of a regulation of professional conduct that incidentally burdens speech. The court's precedents have long drawn a line between speech and conduct. In Planned Parenthood of Southeastern PA v. Casey, for example, the joint opinion rejected a free speech challenge to an informed consent law requiring physicians to give a woman certain information as part of obtaining her consent to an abortion. But the license notice is neither an informed consent requirement nor any other regulation of professional conduct. It applies to all interactions between a covered facility and its clients, regardless of whether a medical procedure is ever sought, offered, or performed. And many other facilities providing the exact same services, such as general practice clinics, are not subject to the requirement. Outside of these two contexts, the court's precedents have long predicted, protected the First Amendment's rights of professionals. The court has applied strict scrutiny to content-based laws re regulating non-commercial speech of lawyers. See Reed. Professional fundraisers. See Riley and organizations providing specialized advice on international law, see Holder versus Humanitarian Law Project, and it has stressed the danger of content-based regulations in the fields of medicine and public health, where information can save lives, Sorrell versus IMS Health Incorporated. Such dangers are also present in the context of professional speech, where content-based regulation poses the same risk that government the government seeks not to advance a legitimate regulatory goal, but to suppress unpopular ideas or information. Turner Broadcasting Systems versus FCC. When the government policies the content when the government polices the content of professional speech, it can fail to preserve an uninhibited marketplace of ideas in which truth will ultimately prevail. McCullen versus Coakley. Professional speech is also a different category to define with precision. See Brown versus Entertainment Merchants Association. If states could choose the protection that speech receives simply by requiring a license, they would have a powerful tool to impose invidious discrimination of disfavored subjects. Cincinnati versus Discovery Network Incorporated. Although neither California nor the Ninth Circuit have advanced a persuasive reason to apply different rules to professional speech, the court need not foreclose the possibility that some such reason exists, because the license notice cannot survive even intermediate scrutiny. Assuming that California's interest in providing low-income women with information about state-sponsored services is substantial, the license notice is not sufficiently drawn to promote it. The notice is wildly under-inclusive. Entertainment Merchants Association. Because it 
applies only to clinics that have a primary purpose of providing family planning or pregnancy-related services, while excluding several other types of clinics that also serve low-income women and could educate them about the state's services. California could also inform the women about its services without burdening a speaker with unwanted speech. Riley. Most obviously, through a public information campaign. Petitioners are thus likely to succeed on the merits of their challenge. The unlicensed notice unduly burdens protected speech. It is unnecessary to decide whether Zauderer's standard applies here, for even under Zauderer, a disclosure requirement cannot be unjustified or unduly burdensome. Disclosures must remedy a harm that is potentially real, not purely hypothetical. Ibanez versus Florida Department of Business and Professional Regulation Board of Accountancy and can extend no broader than reasonably necessary. Inri RMJ. California has not demonstrated any justification for the unlicensed notice that is more than purely hypothetical. The only justification put forward by state legislature was ensuring that pregnant women know when they are receiving medical care from licensed professionals, but California denied that the justification for the law was that women did not know what kind of facility they are entering when they go into a crisis pregnancy center. Even if the state had presented a non-hypothetical justification, the FACT Act unduly burdens protected speech. It imposes a government-scripted, speaker-based disclosure requirement that is wholly disconnected from the state's informational interest. It requires covered facilities to post California's precise notice, no matter what the facilities say on their site or in their advertisements. And it covers a curiously narrow subset of speakers, those that primarily provide pregnancy-related services, but not those that provide non-prescription birth control. Such speaker-based laws run the risk that the state has left unburdened those speakers whose messages are in accord with its own view. See Sorrel. For these reasons, the unlicensed notice does not satisfy Zauderer, assuming that standard applies. The decision is reversed and remanded. Justice Thomas delivered the opinion of the court, in which Justice, Chief Justice Roberts and Justices Kennedy, Alito, and Gorsuch joined. Justice Kennedy filed a concurring opinion, in which Chief Justice Roberts and Justices Alito and Gorsuch joined. Justice Breyer filed a dissenting opinion, in which Justices Ginsburg, Sotomayor, and Kagan joined. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to uh, join a discussion about this or any of the other cases, please find us at facebook.com slash scotusslip.